Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are recording. The little level is moving, is connected to the correct input. I now have seen the green lights and all is well. And go. Well, dark. Hey. We found ourselves back here again. Uh, Once again. We're in the Yurko. Yes. Last week we were, I think we were in the office last week, perhaps. We were. Uh, we this, were. There was uh, the, the Yurko was, in as use. they say, Occupado. Someone has uh, confiscated the picture of Yurko. I noticed that. And I don't know who it is. I The last time I saw it was in the Howler Monkey's office. Well, yeah, there was a second one. Ah. I instructed him to uh, have a second Yurko. <laughs> <laughs> because, as we all know, two is one and one is none. Exactly. And uh picture of Yurko is mission essential equipment to us. Well, yeah, around here it is. Uh, it's October 30th Yep, in, uh, the new Jerusalem. The weather today is outrageously good. Crisp, clear. I don't like to use the word perfect yeah, because it's zero humidity. aspirational, but golly, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. That period, weird period between the last couple weeks of October and the first couple weeks of November make North Carolina really, really worth it. At least this part of North Carolina. Yeah. 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 I mean, just, just perfect weather. And it then right amazing. around the week before Thanksgiving, you start getting some spotty days. Yeah. And then it starts raining yep. and it gets cold. Yep. But, but that doesn't persist. No. And and to me, every day in the New Jerusalem is a good day. Every day. Every day. It's a godly day in the New Jerusalem. Uh, you know, I don't think we're the only people who think this is the New Jerusalem. Uh, tell me more, Dark. Just that uh, there's a lot of pe- there's a lot of people with a lot of eyes on Charlotte, and Charlotte is an amazing place that is doing amazing things. It's an accelerating city, hmm. and you can say about a lot of places that there are people there that are accelerating. You can say that there are maybe even sections of town that are doing well, or whatever, or certain industries that might be accelerating. But if you look at the big, you know, back out and look at it at a, at a more global level, it's tough to beat Charlotte for acceleration. It lacks for very little that I can think of. Yep. Yep. Very little. It's true. Blessing to live here. It is. It but is. I think that's the way anybody should feel about the place they live. I would hope that they feel that way. Uh, they would be wrong because this is where it's at. Ah, uh, uh, no. Although no. you technically don't live in Charlotte. I consider myself part of the metro sprawl. Uh, but Or even in the uh, great state of North Carolina. I don't. In North Carolina. I live over the border in the land of low taxes and I'm not sure people in uh, Fort Mill, which is the next town below where Helmet resides, even consider themselves South Carolinians. 
we don't. Even though you are a citizen and resident of the state of North, in, South Carolina. In a very similar-ish way to how like Northern Virginians don't consider themselves part of the Southern part of Virginia. We, you know, they consider themselves part of DC, you know, like they're part of that. They're, they're Virginia and whatever it is where I grew up is like, I don't know, that must be like West Virginia. Yeah, okay. It's basically West Virginia. So I think it's similar ish to that in the sense that we consider ourselves part of Charlotte. So fair. And it's really odd is Charlotte's right, really right on the South Carolina border. Yeah. Um, and if you head south on I-77, <laughs> cross over the, the border. Yep. Where past the, the McDougal. Fra- past the Frugal McDougal, which is the uh, America's largest uh, <laughs> discount liquor <laughs> warehouse. <laughs> it really is. Uh, and it, Which would be illegal just north of the border. Oh, to, yeah. to, you couldn't do it. Yeah. Right. Which is why it's there. Right. Because Charlatans have been flocking to the McDougal for yeah. eons. We sell uh, all the all the fireworks that blow up big and shoot in the sky, yep. and right. massive, massive amounts of liquor. That's right. What uh, could possibly go wrong? So you you would be in Fort Mill, which is your county. Then if you go a little far south, you cross over the Catawba, mm-hmm. uh, and then you're, uh, you're still in still in York County. You're heading towards Rock Hill, and once you get past basically Dave Lyle Boulevard. And pass yeah. out of yeah. uh, York County. There ain't nothing. There, there is a a loves uh, truck stop. There is a loves truck stop. A Bojangles and trees. And, That's about it. Until you get to until you get to Columbia. Columbia. Yeah. It's incredible how sparsely populated South Carolina is. That stretch from from Columbia to, to Charlotte is just is just it, n- nothing. Nothing until you get to Dave yeah. Lyle Boulevard. Nothing. Which you know. Okay. At some point, I'm sure it'll build up. There's there's like one car dealership along the way that I always find to be just the saddest. Like it's in the middle of nowhere. I'm yeah. like, who buys these cars? Yeah. This guy had this great vision. He was like, I see it. He was just dead wrong. No, he's dead wrong. <laughs> I mean, there's something to be said, you know, for getting ahead, out ahead of the game. Yeah. But sometimes you're so far ahead. That- but uh, yeah, it's just hard to see how that uh, stretch of no man's land between Dave Law Boulevard and Columbia ever gets, you know, built up. Yeah. Well, Maybe that's or one of those. Maybe we, do we even need it to be pulled up? Uh, no, we, we still need places that produce oxygen on this planet, and we'll just leave that to be one of them. Man, there's a lot of trees, man. <laughs> a lot of pine trees. A lot. I would say the scrubbiest pine corridor yeah. known to man. Man, and that part of the highway too is like stripped down. You know, you like oh, drive yeah. through highways. North Carolina's got somewhere that like spent a lot of money on the media. Man, that yeah, part of no. the South Carolina's like the, asphalt. Uh huh. Paint some lines on it. Yep. You know, whether there's a bridge or whatever, right? They might put up clean up a little something there. Well, no, they'll put up a put up the you know the the guardrails. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know the rest of it. (laughs) No, it is. It's just nothing. Like the median is just nothing. I don't even know if they mow. I think they just wait for us to drive the excess vegetation. Maybe somebody (laughs) just harvests it and sells it to farmers. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It's funny. It's the wild west down there. It's like miles between exits. I mean, if you miss an exit, you're like, I'll get the next one. No, you won't. No, you won't. Or you will, but. There ain't nothing there. That's why there's a lot of median crossover. Yeah. <laughs> why are we on this topic? Let's roll the That's a good idea. And, and we're, we're back. back. That just <laughs> went off to a strange direction. You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz. 
known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers. And I'll be joined every week by some of the greatest leaders I can find in F3 and beyond. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach virtuous leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. So, my friend. Uh, we, we both participated. I know what you're going to talk about. Go ahead. Uh, because we both uh, participated, I ever so briefly, in a Give to Give telethon today, organized and executed by, I think, F3's Hello Kitty. 100%. AKA Funny Bones. AKA Funny Bones. He, yeah. he texted me yesterday sometime i'm gonna say midday sometime and he was like hey i got this weird idea and i was like okay and he said what if we did a facebook live event and make kind of a final push telethon style Hmm. and and see if we can get men riled up and i said okay let's get it going and so he immediately starts tweeting and gets the the nation's uh twitter team going and starts posting it in slack channels and before i know it uh I didn't wear the tuxedo that they sent me. I didn't think that was necessary. Um, and, but we, and I said, is this like a Jerry's kids thing? And he was like, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Don't so do that. Don't, don't, don't sully the sacred name of Jerry Lewis. Is and Jerry then, uh, Lewis, uh, is he lo- departed? Hmm. May he ever rest yeah. in peace. I remember when I was a kid, that telephone coming on, you'd be like, yeah. Cause it was on the channel. It had all the, you know, stuff kids would watch. Like, and, uh, yeah. I was like, uh, Stupid tell ruined my day. Right. Yeah. No, I totally yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, I worked uh we they used to do local cut so callow. We're gonna get off what? I know we're horrible. <laughs> I was, no, not that way now, but I was so callow. Like I, oh, back, yeah. I can't watch I Love Lucy. So right. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to save these kids. Jerry this Lewis is stupid. Just, I can't even remember what the uh what his telethon was for. MDA, muscular district. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Yep. No, I was say we uh now we're way we're getting way off in the weeds. Sorry. No, 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 it's totally fine. Like uh we used to do local cut-ins of uh at the you know at the in the local area, like so the telethon would be going on and we would be sitting in the studio yeah. uh waiting, you know, and then it would be like, and we'll be right back after this. And then all the right. lo- you know, the local TV stations would, you know, take calls and all this kind of stuff. And so we had this, you know, in our big studio at channel nine, there'd be these, these phone banks and everything set up and we're, you know, hosts and all this kind of stuff. And we were in those, uh, would be, we'd be in there running cameras and stuff all day. That was how, wow, man, it's a weird and winding path. Where was this? This was here in, uh, in Charlotte. Uh, I didn't know. Yeah, channel nine. Yep. That would do WSOC. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good for you, dark way back when. So you kind of reconstituted some of those, that those old days yes. today with your boy, H Kitty H yeah hello K period Mm. (laughs) yeah it was fun it was good we had uh, he I mean and he just the guy is is a machine he's a machine Kitty and he has it all lined up he had all kinds of guests from all over the country dialing in to uh, to this you know live Facebook event saying you know how many how many people have on there uh, I poked in at one point just to see how many guys were tuned in. There was like 50, 60 uh, viewers um, early on. I didn't even I was... know about it until you texted me this morning. <laughs> I know. Like, ah, okay. He still manages to pull it out. Man. He's like, dial in at uh, was it 1240. Okay. And I was yeah. about seven minutes late. Yeah. Just scrambling on something. So, well, and then the funny thing about it is where we started going through there. You can say whatever you want. I want to, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of six, seven thousand dollars, eight thousand dollars or something that he managed to drum up in that 45 minutes. Get the heck out. No, I'll tell you what, like when I was talking, uh, my law partner walks by and he listens to me. I didn't realize that. And he comes in two minutes later and hands me a check for five hundred dollars. 
Like, he's like, okay. yeah, that was really inspiring. I'm like, yeah, well, okay. <laughs> Here we go. I'm telling you. Gotta go. You know, uh, Crotch Rocket, last, was it last week that we were together on Monday? And he said, I don't know, guys. Yeah, he was worried. He was worried. Yeah. And uh, and Dread talked to him a little bit and Slaughter talked to him a little bit. And and I probably mocked him just a little bit or something. And um, But basically told him to take heart. You know, you never yeah. know. And and we'll see. And well, whatever. Do the best you can, man. Yeah. And by golly, I think we might hit this thing. We got a day left. Well, if there were seven, and that, I mean, we're, we might be over 160 now, right? I guess. Got to be close. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, we got $40,000. We can do that. We could do it. We can do that. And that was, and that's just the online donations. Jimmy had a stack of checks in his hand. Oh, so he didn't know. We don't know the full total huh. yet. We don't know. So it's 160 uh, and online. Uh, by the time Pod Packers hear this, it'll be over, right? Because it only runs yeah. to Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I think we're gonna meet it. Your darkly optimism is always <laughs> inspiring to me. Darkness is it? Ins- <laughs> I thought you were gonna say ridiculous. No, I'm just right. Yeah. No, I, I'm a. I say all the time. I may be delusional, but I'm a believer, man. Believe. So we need some of that darkly optimism focused on the ten year, since we've got <clears throat> uh, yep. Yep. got some got some challenges here. The uh, you know, I think the uh, diagnosed cases are increasing or whatever, but it's not decreasing. And there's yeah, there's some fear out there. So uh, a little bit. I know our guys uh, in uh, in Wilmington are fighting back, doing what we can. Yep. We. I'm we, pretty sure we're going to get there. We're going to do something. One hundred percent. It may not be 100%. the one hundred percent. It may not be the full range of stuff we wanted to do. Nope. But we you said, know what uh, we. You take what you got. Yeah, exactly. Make the best of it. Kitty and Slaughter and I and and Gravity and and Beauty out of uh, Wilmington who are helping. Uh, really, I say helping. They're doing all the play. I was going to say they're doing all the work. They're helping, huh? Yeah, they're helping. <laughs> they're helping. Gravity's listening to this. He's like, "Oh, so I'm helping." Is that? Oh, is that what that looks like? Okay. Oh, help! Oh, helping. Yeah. Doing all the work is helping. That's now. right. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, they're the ones doing all the lifting. But um, they they have basically said, "Look, if it's a bunch of idiots." I can't, you know, I eat all of us, uh, standing on the beach, freezing to death in January and just, you know, singing American folk hymns. Fine. Then that's what we'll do. We'll do whatever we can. Speaking of which going backwards, your, your, your boy, um, Seabass, if I understands this, understands this is walking a hundred (laughs) miles. He, he's another one where a couple days ago he was like, I got this weird idea. I'm like, okay. And he's like, hundred. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk a hundred miles in twenty-four hours. I'm excuse me, I'm gonna rock, not walk. Rock, rock. I'm gonna rock a hundred miles in twenty-four hours and see if I can get guys to donate a per mile amount. And I said, uh how much weight's you got? In you're there? insane. Thirty-five. That is nutball. That's what I said. Is he done now? He must be done. He last I checked, I think he was like 30, 40 miles in or something, but that was earlier today. So okay. So he's yeah. got a ways to go. He's got a ways to go. He's got a little ways to go. So he started last night, I guess. I believe he started last night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so I said, you know what? I hope he's got a support team just in case he, he does to retrieve uh, him. One of the things that uh he's got a loop all mapped out and some guys joined him at like you know, mile 17 and they're going to go. A little ah, okay. So I think he's going to get some, I thought he's walking to St. Louis and back. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm walking so. to Tulsa. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be back in a minute. Um, but, uh, no, I, so I said, Hey, I'll, I'm in for a dollar a mile. I can do that. Yeah. Cause that guy's nuts. That's nuts. But you know, it just speaks to the, 
it's it's I'm not going to describe it well, so forgive me, but it's just this raw, just this this visceral masculine love yeah. that we have for for this weird, strange idiot thing that popped out of your brain and out of God's inspiration. I mean, that's isn't that what this is? Say whatever you want. That's what this is. All right. Yeah. That's what this is. Look, I, I've said many times. Uh oh, hold on. And now a feature that we're going to call uh, uh, Helmet Loves Dread. <laughs> well, but I have said many times. Should be the featured featurette. It, should, it should, really should just be the entirety of the Fifi. The Fifi. No, but I mean, it was never your intention to do this. It was, it took, uh, I think it took guts. I think it took uh, willingness and a lot of other things, but something, I mean, something in your faith walk led you here. And as things kept opening, you just kept keeping your heart and your mind open and letting, I think, letting God pour more in there. And here's, here's what we're seeing as fruit. I mean, Oh, thank you. I mean, you didn't, you didn't come with this brilliant plan of like here and then this is what we will do. So I call 43 feet. Yeah. Right. And that's, and that's, I think, you know, you were saying this the other day, something about um, you just, you just like acceleration you know, or, or whatever it is. And, and, and that's it. I mean, that's your mission is to work with accelerating men. That's, we all know, you know, yeah. you should know that if you've read anything or heard anything, but, right. Right. Um, but uh, and you were talking about the mission impossible guy, our mission, I'm possible guys um, at the, the Charlotte rescue mission. And, and you were like, well, they're just, you know, they're, they're good guys. They're doing the right things, you know, and they're trying and blah, blah, blah. And, and I was like, that's, you know, because repentance is acceleration, right? I mean, that's, that's a form of acceleration is repenting and sure. getting your life on track. And, but all these things, they just, every, everything that you, you find and that you come into contact with everything that you're trying to do is always with that in mind, right? Missional. Try to. And it just, I don't know. It just seems to pour in. I don't know if that made any sense to anybody, but it does to me. I'm honored by what you said. Hey, my friend, my dark friend. It is the truth. It is the truth. And so I'm trying to. And I hope we all are, but I know I'm trying to, to, to imitate that, you know, and find those places to be missional and, and just, and not, and not have a plan, you know, some great, I have the plan, a plan for the next thing. What's the next thing? I'll do that. And then just let the rest kind of happen as it's going to, because when I try to engineer and, and manufacture my future, uh, God just sort of blew it all up <laughs> or, or I did. I mean, I, I mean, know. you try to control things. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And so rather than doing that, just sitting back and saying, you don't control anything. That right. As, as, and he looks at you and he puts that, he cocks his eye up, his eyebrow up like this. He goes, you're going to have to disavow yourself with that. Notion, <laughs> yeah. I don't see it happening. Uh, but I think it's a, it's human nature. It is. Uh, you know, it is more so in some than others to sure. believe that things can be controlled. I think we're looking at it with COVID, right? Right. It, it's not going to happen. I don't think so. But I mean, you know, reasonable minds can differ. Sure. Absolutely. But all that to say, uh, you watched anything good this week? <laughs> that was the worst segue in the history. Of- <laughs> I watch very little TV and I'll tell you, oh, I, I am on whole 30 right now. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, Solana told me that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, part of my lifelong experimentation with, eating and trying to not be a complete at utter um, 
glob of humanity. <laughs> yeah. So I've never really given this a try, although I read the whole book uh-huh. last summer and I was like, I can't do this. Uh-huh. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a I lot. I mean, it's not even, you can't even eat cheese. That was like my go-to when I'm doing keto, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no cheese. It's no cheese. Wow. So um, yeah, I'm in, I'm in the fifth day. So for lunch, I drove home. It's only half a mile, but I never do that. Yeah. And uh, got ate. My wife had made me this salmon frittata. Can't even say it without this look on my face. <laughs> I do not like fish at all. Okay. But you kind of have to eat a lot of fish. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, that's the only safe thing or? Well, it's just, it's very complicated. I'm not going to bore you with it, but bottom line is that fish are kind of a staple of it. Okay. Uh, fish and, you know, very clean meats and yeah. things like yeah. that. So you don't want... The not reason a lot why of fish, fat, not yeah, a lot of- well, it's it's the right kind of fat. Oh, okay, okay. But um, it's you don't want to be eating things that are uh, like raised in the I forget what they call it, the food industrial complex or something like that. Oh, so okay. free range, you know, for fish are kind of by nature free range, I guess. Yeah, so yeah, they're healthier for you. So, um, but she made it up and it was sitting there, and I like mixed it up with a bunch of cauliflower rice and put this avocado dressing on it. And uh, it was half bad. <laughs> but, but, but only half. So it filled me up. <laughs> and then uh, I was like, oh, I might swing by the Burger King and get a Whopper on the way out. Um, uh, excuse me, is this Whopper on the Whole30? Yeah. So it's, it's funny. It's like, I'm not hungry. I'm just disappointed but in the book it says you're gonna feel weird for a while okay like your body's adjusting to you depriving it of these things you've been gorging on that aren't good for you okay which you know also you cannot drink so it's a oh yep so no juicy jays no juicy jays so yeah i'm on day five of that and but i cannot explain why along with that i don't i, I feel pretty energetic yeah i feel pretty good but I don't, uh, I've been drinking. I, no, I haven't been watching TV. Huh. I've been rereading the uh, book. Uh-huh. And um, just don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't, well, I guess I don't, we'll see. I guess we'll see how I it's certainly true. haven't watched anything new or exciting. How it goes. Interesting. Yeah. So I got no butcher's word. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. I'm trying to think of I'm, I don't. I will not recommend the whole 30 book. It's uh, what you want to read about. Real dry. Insulin and, you know. Like there's a science behind it. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I don't want to read that. I just finished. Uh, it's a book um, called The Infinite Game. Um, it's a nonfiction. It's a Simon Sinek. I was going to say. I think I, it's on my shelf, waiting to be read. Is it? Uh, yes. You will read that and go. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. Okay. Um, but it's it's very much. In I line. think the guy who gave it to me is probably back up. Uh, that that would make sense. And uh, he probably said. This is exactly what you think. And I said, well, I should read it. I'm just kidding. kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It would be a very backup book to give. I was confusing Simon Sinek for the longest time with Simon Cowell. It's not the same guy. (laughs) I also finally realized it's not Simon the Sinek. Like it's S I N A N E K. It's S I N E K. Yeah. Right. It's his life. But I, I was just like, my hearing's kind of going. He's like a, a stoic so, philosopher. Yeah, oh, so Simon like, the Cynic said. But jacked up is like, yeah, it's like Simon the Cynic. I, and I would hear Simon the Cynic. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> like Simon of Cyrene. You know, yeah, like, exactly. Like, 
Well, okay. Whose name was once Simon. And I would just assume that he didn't mean cynic, like kind of like the way we use it now, like a bitchy kind of person. Like, but the, the Greek, the Grecian philosophy of cynicism, which I think is a little more deep, you know, that's hilarious. Yeah. I can't remember what the tenets of. Yeah. I I wouldn't want to guess, but cynicism are, but they aren't just. I don't know, man. I know. Right. <laughs> Nothing's going to yeah. work out. Uh, nothing's going to work out. It's negativity. <laughs> Maybe that's, that's what, it. Oh, that's so what it you're is. a cynic. Simon the cynic. Well, of course I am. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's Simon cynic. S-I-N-E. It's another stupid thing I've done or thought. <laughs> it was half bad. <laughs> that's fine. right. I was going to say it wasn't half bad, but I'm like, no, that no. expression is always like, yeah. what does that mean? It's yeah. not half bad. Right. Like, I don't know what. It's not half bad. I mean, or it's not yeah. half good or what? Well, this stuff was half bad. It was like, you know, tolerable. Well, <laughs> the, you know, the, the premise under this thing is that you're, that the food scientists uh-huh. have created all these fake flavors. Oh, okay. And a lot of what we eat is fake. And because it's fake, it's designed to have this like explosion on your taste buds that's not available in nature, which of course blows away anything that's available on nature. So, you know, like there's no Oreo cookie tree. You know, there's no way to replicate shame. Yeah. There's no way to replicate the way an Oreo cookie Uh, tastes in your mouth. Right. That's a, that's a scientific. That is chemicals, chemical. It's a chemical thing. Right. Yeah. And it's designed and tested to compel you to eat a bag of them and then shag it back down to the teeter and get another bag of them. Right. It's designed exactly what I do. It's exactly (laughs) what I do. Right. So there's reasons why you can't stop eating them. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. I thought it was just that I was this. Unwilling, no, I mean, undisciplined. It's designed, yeah, to to make you do that. Yeah, it's an unnatural thing. Who knew? They did. I had a feeling. I mean, it's like when people are like, "I didn't know smoke was bad for me." Really, really. You know, it wasn't until the Surgeon General said sticking a burnt, putting a burning stick in your mouth was bad for you. You just never. You cough wildly every time you're around a campfire. Feel like you're going to die, but you thought, well, if in a controlled burn, in this little stick, I'll be okay. Now. Same thing with Oreo cookie. You didn't know an Oreo cookie yeah. was bad for right? you. Yeah, come on, man. Come on, man. You eat a bag of them, you feel like you want to die. So, yeah, right. that's probably fine. Like, yeah, you know, I went to a church retreat at Waypoint last weekend and took that opportunity. I knew I was getting on a whole thirty on Monday because I've been talking to my shield lock about it oh, for yeah. about a week. Uh-huh. And I'm on the IR, so I can't work out. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do this. And I've been feel like I've been drinking too much, eating too much junk. And uh, I said, okay, I'm going I'm to do this. And I, I committed to it. I said, I got to get through this retreat weekend. I don't think it'd be possible since, you know, we're eating right, whatever right. food is produced. And uh, so, of course, I got McDonald's on the way up and McDonald's on the way back. There you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew. Don't fight it. <laughs> well, I was like, this is the last yeah, time. Yeah. And I'm sitting there driving down 321, coming down into Charlotte, eat my McDonald's double cheeseburger, just going... <laughs> And as soon as it's done, you're like, oh, terrible. Why like I just ate, yeah. you know, 1,500 calories of chemically just produced fakeness. Garbage, yeah. 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 But here we are. You know, uh, yeah. I probably won't be hungry again for about 19 hours after that, uh, you know, frittata. So there's the difference. That is the difference, isn't Which it? Which takes us directly to schooling. It does. I'm not even trying anymore. No. <laughs> well, I was going to say, hold on. You want to, this is how I was going to do it. You know. If someone had taken the time to teach us more about those kinds of things, like if there was some kind of school or something. Yes. Do you like that? Yeah. So I'd give it a C minus, but here we are. Yeah, that's 
that's not the greatest. Uh, <laughs> Q 4.2, if you're following along on our idiotic numbers. Which we hope you are. Which we hope you are. I'm glad we resuscitated that. I like that. Yeah, I missed that. Uh, which we hope you are. Um, so schooling is the provision of formal leadership uh, training. Yeah. Uh, during the, an LDP. The first step, right. if you will. It's the first step. Uh, we don't do it much, but every once in a while, I, I like to point it out that uh, the little scriptural tag we have. Yes. For schooling is Proverbs 22, 6, start children off in the way they should go. And when they are old, they will never turn from it. So I think that's, uh, it's proverbial and it's, it's pretty wise. I think it's very true uh, in my own life for good or bad. Mm -hmm. I can see things that I started off on poorly that have taken me a long time to try to turn away from one of them is eating whatever. Eating McDonald's. (laughs) McDonald's. Uh, But that can be true of good things as well, obviously. And that's what schooling is about. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and it's the first step and, and obviously we're going to get to the others in, in subsequent weeks, but you know, schooling opportunity, I'm sorry, schooling, apprenticeship opportunity and failure. Right. And I think sometimes that in a lot of times when there's steps in a, in a process, we tend to think like, oh, and then you hit the last step and then we're done. Right. And that's it. Right. So I think the way to think about this, although, or the way that you kind of talked about it more is that it's like, it's like a cycle. Yes. Right. It's, it's a constant feedback loop right. kind of a thing. Right. So right. schooling is not something that you do once be done and then move on it's something that you do and then we'll come around again right and come around again and right. come around again right so i think the army is a good example you know um i spent i had two different tours at fort benning mm-hmm. which was the infantry school at the time i think still still is so the first time i went there was to learn really the, the basics of what an infantry officer was expected to know so that i was sufficiently trained i could be a platoon leader which is the leader of about 30 40 men uh, when I went back uh, for the advanced infantry course, it was to learn the things that a company commander would have to know. Okay. So that would be four platoons, you know, so something more like 100 men. Mm-hmm. And then so the, the lessons were more advanced. But in between, you know, I had apprenticeship opportunity failure, right? <laughs> so that would be a, a pretty good example. And then that was about the end of my career. After that, I was in special forces and, you know, and didn't, didn't, and didn't, didn't, didn't move on into the next stages would, would be um, – Command and General Staff College at Fort Leavenworth, where they would teach you the things you need to, to know about how to do as a field grade officer, battalion commander. And then there's the War College, and it just keeps progressing. Mm-hmm. So the Army does that as it's set up that way and says, look, you, we give you, a, we give you formal leadership training, classroom training, mm-hmm. literally in a classroom. Then we give you the, you know, we apprentice you in it to some degree, because you have like, let's say you're, you know, a battalion ex- executive officer before you're a battalion commander. And uh, then you have the opportunity to do it. And while you're doing it, you fail like crazy and hopefully learn from that. Right. Uh, and then, you know, the lessons you learn when you fail, the army is very good at doing after actions report, you know, reviews the way we do yeah, it. Yeah. Right. Uh, ARs, uh, the way we've instituted that in the grow ruck and GTA. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they, they learn from that to call it the schoolhouse. Ah, okay. And they call it the schoolhouse method, you know, and they teach you, what do you do if this happens? And you go out there and give it a shot and works most of the time. That's mm-hmm. why it's the schoolhouse method, but you have to be ready to, to improvise and adapt that's why they give you that big brain, you know, to figure out what to do. But um, which going to go go to my selling point of schooling. There's got to be the book method to start with. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. you know, I, I think the somebody who would say, well, gee whiz, I don't want to be bound by all this. You know, I don't want to be. This isn't a classroom. This is a real world. And I'd say that's what people say when they don't want to take the time and have the discipline to go through the classroom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because they don't want to do that. And when you say classroom, 
sometimes it can be literally sitting sure. in a classroom, right? right? But there's it, the point is that there's some sort of formalized, structured way of passing on this information. Yeah, so it's hashtag classroom. Right. So right, uh, I think the example we use in the Q sources is say, you know, it could be the continuum of on the one hand going to the United States Military Academy at West Point right. on one end, which I think is pretty strong leadership schooling. I was gonna say so. On the other hand, you know, at night realizing you there's a shortcoming in your toolkit and reading leadership for dummies. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure um, that they have the same common tenets. Like I don't one, think one you, would think that yeah. you would you wouldn't in other words you wouldn't go to leadership for dummies, read that and then be like I am completely blown away. This is way more <laughs> insightful than anything I learned at West Point. Well, I guess what I was going to say is at West Point, they teach leaders eat last. And in leadership for dummies, I don't think it says the leaders eat first. Right. So I think I there's going to yeah. be, there are, there are fundamentals. Right. That's what I was saying. Like you wouldn't go read that and be like, well, that countered. Yeah, that's that wrong. That goes counter to everything. That's wrong. That. Yeah. That's wrong. Yeah. You know, I don't want to say every leadership book just about that I've ever picked up has flirted with those same principles or expounded yeah. on them or whatever. It may word it a little different or give different kind of examples sure. or whatever, but the, the underlying principle is that. Yeah. I mean, there's only, there's a, they're tried and true. And I don't know how long humanity has been around, but I think, uh, you know, the first guy looked around at his, his cave people and said, uh, we got to get out of here because the water keeps rising. Every time it does, we, Half of us are killed. Maybe. <laughs> Let's go to the high ground. And they said, Well, we like it here. And he said, Yeah, it's gonna kill us. So the high ground's dangerous to get to. Yeah, but you're gonna follow me. Here's why. Right. Yeah. Same, same, yeah, same principles, same idea. Right. It was a lot and, more clicking and grunting. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drawing pictures of But uh influence movement to to advantage. Yeah. You know, there's no there's right, same, same. Yeah. Right. Same, same. Right. And, you know, and, and as we've talked about a lot, the great majority of that is, is, is so counterintuitive, you know, understanding it requires you to first understand it Yeah. before you put it into action. Yeah. And that's why you would go through the, the, schooling, the schooling to get it. Right. And the other thing about schooling to me anyway, is that, you know, it's wonderful to say, well, you know, I, I learned, uh, you know, and we even talk about collision learning, right? We've learned by bumping into things and and some of that kind of stuff. But if you don't have an underlying uh, premise, an underlying philosophy, I guess, by which to guide yourself, right? Then you're going to, I mean, it's one thing to say, well, I'm collision learning while I'm headed down this course and I'm bumping into stuff. It's another thing to just be like, I run willy nilly through the field and bump into everything. You're just not going to get very far, very fast. Yeah. So in my mind, collision learning is really accentuating the, that fourth phase or step of, of failure. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just that you really, really learn. Less right. it's, it's what sinks it down. What sinks it but down. That's what I'm saying is, right. is there has to be some direction to the learning. Sure. You can't just run out and be like, I'm learning. Right. When all you do is fail because it's not, there's nothing to point you to. A, yeah. A, you know, a, and I think the common tenet that we use throughout the, this part of the Q source is that the leadership lesson of pass praise and take blame because it's so fundamental mm -hmm. to leadership and it's so counterintuitive to humanity. Yeah. Right? I mean that nobody, wa nobody wants to do it. Uh, and if you don't do it, nobody will follow you anywhere. Right. So right. Um, I, I either I'm telling myself, I can remember this. I can literally remember watching, you know, this, Sergeant in ROTC write that on the chalkboard. That's how long ago it was, you right, know, 1983, right. 
free. There's no smart board. Yeah. You know, writing that and, and going, what do you think that means? I'm like, um, I think it means that I'm supposed to take, I mean, if think, well, I guess it means if something goes wrong, it's all my fault. It's like, yeah, <laughs> what else? Something goes right. I don't get any credit for it. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you understand? And I'm like, the words I understand, <laughs> but the concept conceptually, yes, that's right. I, I know what you mean. That's right. Not so you know, and and then you get that banged into you in schooling, in yeah. military schooling. I haven't been any leadership. I don't know formal leadership training outside of military. So no. So I don't really know what they teach at the. Harvard leadership school or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming presumably there's something similar. Yeah. Something similar. Right. So, you know, then you go out there and then I have that in my head. I'd take a test. I had to write it down. And uh, I'm a young platoon leader trying to figure things out. And I've got a company commander who's my apprentice, you know, the West Memphis somebody. And he's um, showing me that right. I'm watching him do it. Right. You know, like he's, I screw up and uh boss is calling him out on it. His boss, my boss, boss. And uh, he's going, yeah, Roger, I got that. Sir. I did, you know, we, we messed that up. I'm going to fix it. Knowing full well it was me. that messed it right, up. Right. Right. Oh, wow. That's pretty amazing. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. You're supposed to pass to take. The plan. <laughs> oh, that's what that looks same like. Same time, yeah. you know, Colonel coming in saying, you know, Cat Meeks, it's like company killed this or that. And you know, thanks some inspection or whatever. And going, yeah, they did. Right. I would, you know, first sergeant squared that way, between leaders, you know, blah, blah, you know, passing up, passing that. So I watched him do it, you know. And uh, then I got my opportunity to do it because he wasn't around and um, I had to go be in his shoes, so to speak, at a battalion a staff officer meeting, company commanders. And uh, I got my company, really, my own platoon, got called out for something we messed up and I blamed it on the sergeant major at the time. <laughs> so he didn't give us the right men. And uh, I think the way I, wrote this up is the guy sitting next to me started edging away because <laughs> uh, <laughs> they knew that there was, they didn't and want lightning any, is they didn't want any part of me landing on them. And yeah. that, that battalion commander lit me up like a skyrocket. It was like, it was like July 4th at the frugal McDougal, man. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a lot of fists of bourbon. Happen, and happen. Things like shooting. You know, and I walked out of there uh, missing, you know, significant portions of my uh, fourth point of contact. Uh -huh. I'm say that right, fifth point. Uh, but anyway, my six. <laughs> uh, I guess it'd be fifth, wouldn't it? Two hands, yeah, two feet. Remember. I don't know. Fourth point contact. So yeah, yeah I remember. I remember. Uh, you know, walking out and going, "Wow, uh, I guess I'm done." You know, so uh, it's funny. Uh, I saw that battalion commander a couple days later in the mess hall. He sat down with me, and you know, didn't say. I was like, oh. Aren't you still mad at me? Mad at me. You know, I realized he wasn't mad at me. Yeah. He was doing what he was supposed to do. Yeah. And uh, maybe enjoyed it a little. I'm not sure. Because uh, you kind of do enjoy. I, well, you know, you say that. But... I, well, I guess what I've realized now that I've gotten older is, <clears throat> I guess I was surprised at how quickly he teed me up and knocked me, you know, out of the park. You know, uh -huh. it's like, and how easily, and, and how all the older guys that were already there were right. like, oh. They knew. Yeah. Because... Then I, you know, within a short period of time, I was watching newer guys come in and do the same stupid thing. And you're like, right. oh, yeah, right. You know, it, because nothing changes under the sun. So, you know, he, he'd received that ass chewing in Vietnam and, right. you know, because uh, he was of that era. And, I, and now is my turn. This is the Cold War, you know, 20 years later, 
whatever, 15 years later. And it's my turn for that. And, you know, and then 15 years later, I'm doing it to you guys, you know, it's the way, it's the way it goes. It's the way we pass this on. Right. Right. I mean, you, uh, were part of the last grow ruck when I was cadre and mm-hmm. I'm just like, I mean, it wasn't hard for me to come up with that stuff no. because and- that, I'd heard that stuff. Well, the right? funny thing is, and you know, you're saying like, oh, you know, maybe he enjoyed it a little bit, and and not in a sick way. Though. No, no, you enjoy what... the you enjoy the fact that you're delivering. Yeah, you know, I I think you're. Del- I was in a in a lawyers conference, teleconference with just a bunch of people. Most of them work for the city government. A couple mm-hmm. of days ago, and the way they talked drove me crazy. <laughs> Uh-huh. So we have like, Why? I'm representing, it was an adversary thing. So I'm, my client and this city are at odds. So we have this dispute and uh, the way they, they're trained to talk, or at least the way they talk is around the, the dispute. So broadly, you just can't even can't like, put them down. Yeah, it's all passive voice. Well, this has come to our oh, attention whole, yeah. and we're wondering if things are going to get done. And, you know, and there's hope. And it was just one on and on and on. If I said, you know, I just kind of just waited in and said, look, I just, I'm just going to cut to the chase. It's all going to be, there's a lot of money involved here and a lot of, and the things you're hoping are going to happen are not going to just happen. We're going to fight you. And there's like dead silence. <laughs> and uh, I can't see their faces. It's a pretty problem with right. COVID. You know, right. I, I don't know what they're thinking. And they're like, well, we're really hoping that doesn't happen. I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to. I don't want to end this conversation to end without somebody being clear about where, where I think this is. And I want to, yeah. I'm going to be that somebody. And, uh, I, you know, I realized that most of that comes from military training. Yeah. Haven't been spoken to directly. Right. Yeah. Well, and I'm hard to look straight talk at results. I mean, and that's the end of it, but I'll say this like, so, uh, not military obviously. Right. Um, but, but, uh, but willing to learn, but willing to learn, but I, <clears throat> I have noticed the the leaders in my life or the mentors in my life or the teachers in my life anyone who has poured into me in any meaningful way right the times that it's always been like hey well you know we understand that maybe sometimes when a guy feels a certain way and he doesn't want to you know and you're like and you hear it and at the time it's like eating a twinkie or an oreo or a mcdonald's or whatever right at the time you're hearing it you're like Thanks, man. That does make me feel better because my little baby feelings were kind of feeling bad because I knew I had done the wrong thing. Sure. Whatever. Right. And then the times when a man, I mean, it's like you, as my friend Dave Redding says, right. Um, It's a strange kind of love that would leave a man in a lie. Right. But when you do that to a guy, when you aren't direct. So in schooling, much the same way, right? If we're just giving, I mean, if, if the leadership or the, whatever the lessons you're learning are very vague and they're platitudes and they're whatever, it's, it's not helpful to you. I mean, I, it's not helpful. So the guys that come at me and they, they've said direct, like, look, here's the problem. Here's the things that can be done to correct it. Here's where you went off. You're not seeing it because you're too emotionally involved because it's about you, you know, or whatever. And here, you know, and just lays it all out and you never feel great when it's happening but your body's going to feel weird for a while if yeah, you eat all these you know, salmon and all these right. weird things. Right? It's like eating but salmon. Yeah, it's that's exactly what it is. I don't even remember. It's emotional salmon. I remember the Twinkie dispenser, you know, bosses I had. Sure. But I don't remember anything they said. No. You know, it was it's, garbage. It's weird. I was like, I, I remember their faces and I remember their names and I remember whatever, yep. but I don't remember... Um, <clears throat> 
I don't remember the, the direct things because they didn't say anything directly to me. No. I mean, I, the example I think of when, when we start talking about this is, and the only reason I bring it up is because it's very obscure in on paper, right? There was a guy named Dr. Andrew French. I was a chemistry minor in college. He taught me organic chemistry, uh, first and second semester of organic chemistry, right? And yes, we learned chemistry. And yes, we learned all about, you know, ionic bonds and covalent bonds and blah, 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 blah. But he's the guy who, yes, he graded her test hard and all that kind of stuff. But the thing was, is at the end of the semester, he sat us down, he looked us in the face and he says, now, you know, some things and with knowledge comes responsibility. And then he spent a whole lecture period laying out for us the fact that we know these things now, what that means about how we have to change how we we do our, you know, live our lives. And I was like, this is organic chemistry. You're insane. But it stuck with me forever. Right? Forever. Because he Do you remember? Yeah. yeah because he was a guy who was Correct. willing to give you straight right. talk. And that's what uh, that's what to bring it to a close since we're done is what schooling is supposed to be all about. It's yeah. supposed to be direct. It's supposed to be things that stick, right? They're sticky and they stick and there's things that you can take out to the next step to apprenticeship that are useful for you so that, that what you're watching when you're being an apprentice that, so they make sense. So you can say, Oh, that's, well, that's oh, what that looks like an application. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, hopefully, you know, we've done a, a decent job with that, the Q source and with the GT and hopefully continue to do yeah, that. We are going to continue to do that. We're sure are going to try. Well, on that note. Yeah. You got a face for the radio, man. <laughs> I know. I know. It's where I should go back to. Even though we got the video. Don't pay any attention to that. Uh, will you do something for him? I will. Do something good. I will. Thanks. All right. Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about F3, leadership, or anything else, write to us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Tweet us at at 43feetpodcast or find us on Facebook at 43feet. While you're there, give us a follow. Also, if you like this podcast, share it with a friend, rate us, and write a review. It really does help others find us. Until next time, we'll be out here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult the 43 feet out front. Yeah.